All right. So, this is a few things that you need to know about this particular episode. I'm not sure how to label it. We talked about sports. We talked about all sorts of things. I'm not 100% sure that it should be labeled as a sports episode, though we did discuss sports-related things. But it's kind of hilarious, and uh, I think that people should listen to it despite it being labeled as sports. It's going to be labeled as sports because that's initially what... I had in mind when we started recording it. So, in this episode, my buddy Asher stopped by, and it was a super last-minute decision to record, so we didn't do video, but I've kept this audio in its entirety, and it cut out once, and I didn't realize it for a couple minutes. But while listening to it, I, uh, I edited in a little bit of a narration of what you may have missed in that part of the conversation. But uh, either way, uh, this is really, really weird, <laughs> but, but actually kind of hilarious in parts. So definitely try to stick it out towards the end. It gets kind of funny. And, uh, yeah, just try to stick it out through this thing, and if not, it's not your cup of tea, I'm not going to judge you, and I still love you. But, all that being said, without further ado, here's my stuff, Sports Talk Thursday, which was Tuesday edition because it was recorded on Tuesday and is now, ironically enough, being released on Thursday morning. So technically, this is Sports Talk Thursdays. Um, So yeah, there's that. I'm going to find a way to uh, put this audio up on on the YouTube page, maybe with just the picture. As, uh, as the video portion I'm sure there's a way to do that but either way, yeah, I didn't give you anything to watch or listen in this, I'm gonna save that for the other episodes so, yeah, anyway here's this enjoy bitches coming in hot Yahtzee is a game we're gonna talk about games, you wanna talk about practice? DMC. D- Talking about practice, man. Dude, I was the proudest I've ever been of somebody the other day. <laughs> this kid, he must have been 10 or 11, walking down with his parents with a number three, Allen Iverson. Talking about practice. Talking about practice. So, we, myself, and Asher, being we, we're just talking about Brother Dennis Rodman and his escapades up into the North Korea. And we started talking about something that bared recording. So I thought. Dennis Rodman deserves a Nobel Peace Prize. Dennis. Without a shadow of a doubt. Like 100% you feel that way. Without a shadow of a doubt. Dennis Rodman deserves a Nobel Peace Prize. 
some reason I'm not. Try that again. Dennis Rodman deserves a Nobel Peace Prize. Hmm. Interesting. I'm not getting any like. Is this microphone this that much better than that one over there? Is that thing plugged in? Do that again. Oh yeah, I guess so. Maybe. So Dennis Rodman deserves a Nobel Peace Prize without a shadow of a doubt. Explain uh, your theory behind that. Well, through the interview and the visit with Vice, he was actually one of the few Americans to, like, penetrate this strange, strange culture and strange government that he, that whatever the hell his name has going on. What is young Kim Jong-un? Yeah, Kim Jong-un. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And... Oddly, through Michael Jordan's greatness of the, of the Bulls and his love of basketball, really actually kind of spurred this. I hadn't even thought about this. Jordan has a hand in this. Oh, God. I didn't even think about this. Has LeBron James denuclearized a communist nation? King my ass. It's always if it wasn't for those championships, that was his love. His love was of the Bulls. I just thought of this. I was talking about Dennis Robin, but this actually goes to MJ. We want to talk about the great MJ LeBron debate. Fuck that. This ain't even close. Jordan denuclearized Korea. If Jordan win, didn't three peat twice. If Dennis Robin didn't get to play with him for three years and win three of those, Kim Jong-un would have never loved the Bulls or the NBA or basketball or have any appreciation for American culture. This is the one documented thing that he, like everyone his age, loves. MJ, the Bulls. Three peats. Dennis Robin got to be a part of this. Did the Vice interview, like in however many years ago this was, got to go and cross over in there. And the whole thing was based on dude, little dude, man, Rocket Man's love of basketball. Oh, Rocket Man. No offense. Don't nuke me. Like, I love no, the Bulls no, too. I think we're good. But I think we're we're talking about Rocket Man. Great, huge idea, Rocket Man. I'm Me telling you, this guy, this guy's got huge rockets. They're the greatest rockets I've ever seen. I'm telling you, they're the best rockets you'll ever gonna see anywhere. They're the greatest, and the greatest rockets ever. He allows Dennis Rodman in. Dennis Rodman treats it like it's like, what is that movie, The Interview, or whatever the hell? Yeah, The Interview. And it's just him and. North Korean dictator shooting hoops and talking bulls and what's Michael Jordan like and stuff like that. <laughs> and who was on The Apprentice several times? Was uh, Dennis Robin <laughs> not on The Apprentice several times? Okay, so you ready to hear this? 
I understand you haven't heard this yet. So, so here's this. I saw the flash at the bar earlier where they had like the summit begins. They have met. Dude, the, yeah, they took they 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 took photos. They shook hands. <laughs> I mean, they <laughs> they fucking. I don't know. They they. What's Dennis Robin doing? Hold on a minute. Dennis Robin on. doesn't get named ambassador of some sort. Like this is actually kind of a travesty. Like Dennis Robin needs to go ahead. Why the and fuck just, is like, it not switch playing? Careers. Like get into this. Oh, dude, with his nations. with his big ass lip ring. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> but as weird as like North Korea is, it's crazy that he loved like that, like Young Jung Un, Kim Jung Un, Kim Jung Un, Kim Jong Un. I'm reading. Like his it's name crazy right here. that like he he you know everyone did. Like he was the here, one let me person turn the- that like keep going. As great as Michael Jordan was, even if you wanted to be a counterculture to Michael Jordan, you didn't have to look any further than his own team. That was what made the Bulls so absolutely great in all reality, was everyone gravitated to it. You couldn't be a hater. Because they were the establishment and the anti-establishment at the exact same time. And then you had a blue-collar person right in the middle like Scottie Pippen or Kukoc or or even Steve Kerr himself. The Bulls were like this total, like, chasm. Where you had Jordan. There's your word. where, Where you had Jordan who was Mr. Industry. Whether he was the greatest ever, painted the greatest ever, he proved himself. Whether industry and billionaires put him on them on their shoulders to portray and shake everyone into thinking he was the greatest, yeah, it worked. Same, it worked. And then you had a counterculture icon. Who became so, and Dennis Robin, who was like, I don't even speak to Michael Jordan. I played with him for three years, and I've said like six words to him. Who got married in a dress. To himself. Yeah. (laughs) It was to himself. Let's get real. So our audio cut out for a little bit right after that, and I didn't realize it, and we kept talking for at least another two minutes, but... In that talking, I played a clip from this video that I'm going to bring up now. And also, we were talking about when Dennis Rodman went to North Korea, one of the one of the most recent times that he gave Kim Jong-un a book, and that book was The Art of the Deal by Donald Trump. And thought about how, how ironic that was. But... Uh, the conversation picks back up where uh, right after I say that that book was the gift to Kim Jong-un from Dennis Rodman. But here's the clip. And we're going to pick right back up with the uh, uh, conversation where it left off right after the clip. Well, you know what? I've talked to those guys the uh, last five years. Which guys? And uh, we talked to, I talked, I talked to Kim Jong-un and uh, an administration over there five years ago. 
And he asked me five years ago, we sat down for lunch. And he sat down and asked me, hey, Dennis, uh, I would like to ask you three things. If you go back to tell the president of the United States these three things, and I would be willing to talk to him. And it's a true story, and I got my people here that was there that heard the conversation. He said um, things like, uh, if they can move the ships back from South Korea, I would do what I have to do to listen. If you can move certain things or do certain things, I will listen. My ears will be open. And I tried to do that to Obama. And Obama didn't even give me the time of day. I asked him. I said, I have something to say from North Korea. He just brushed me off. But that didn't deter me. I still kept going back. I kept going back. I kept going back. I showed my loyalty and my trustworthy to this country. And I said to everybody, I said, the door will open. I remember you saying it. I remember you saying it. Let me ask you something. Does Kim understand English, Dennis? No, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. When I said those things, when I said those damn things, when I went back home, I got so many death threats. I got so many death threats when I was sitting there protecting everything. And I believed in North Korea. And when I went home, I couldn't even go home. I couldn't even go home. I had to hide out for 30 days. I couldn't even go home. But I kept my head up high, brother. I knew things were going to change. I knew it. I, I was the only one. I never had no one to hear me. I didn't know one had to see me. But I took those bullets. I took all that. I took everything. Everyone came at me. And I'm still standing. And today is a great day for everybody. Singapore, Tokyo, China, everything. It's a great day. It is a great I'm day. Here to this see is it. a historic day. I'm so happy. You were saying to me years ago that you thought this would happen. So after we watched that clip, we started talking about uh, Donald Trump's book being given to Kim Jong Un. And uh, we were discussing whether or not this was during uh, the Obama administration. And we thought it was at that time. So at that time, Asher responded with in his first term. So that's where the conversation picks back up. And here we go. In his first administration. Okay. For what? For what? Like in all reality, this man was a figurehead of whatever it was that vice thing that went over to North Korea and broke ice. And broke grounds for what everyone, anyone thought that it was, it was what it, 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 like whether Dennis Rodman, this could be a conspiracy theory that Dennis Rodman had been contacted by the CIA to go to, I bet he's been contacted by the CIA several times. I bet he's been oh, interviewed yeah. up and down about what he has seen there. Like there yeah. is not a question. Like I they, put anything I'm worth that like CIA has not interviewed that fucker up and down. Look, been about what that. did you see? What is he like? He's got what cameras he in the glasses. What does he do? Here's some sunglasses to wear. Exactly. Like exactly. Yeah, I, I 100% believe that's a possibility. The only thing is, is that he is sitting here, and old Scotty Farrell was talking about he didn't feel that. Uh, he thought that um, shit. I almost called him Scotty Fucking Pippen because I'm talking about Pharrell. Uh, I, I <laughs> always slipped up and called him Scotty. Dennis Rodman. He's like talking about Dennis should like is ridiculous for thinking that he deserves. Uh, he deserves to fucking I don't know deserves a little credit Anything? for doing this. How does he not? 
How does he not? That's what I'm saying. He's been the only one who's been going over there. And there's another video where he's talking about, I tried to tell President Obama and he just brushed me off. I tried to tell, uh, I tried to tell whoever the fuck else it is and they just brushed me off. He said Donald Trump was the first person to listen, and, and everybody who listens to this knows. And he had a relationship with him through yeah, a reality TV show, which is the most insane a thing. People, I don't know where dude, the world's coming to in politics. A lot politics. of people who know Donald Trump say that say he's this. like a like the, him working with him was a pleasure. They say he was like a <coughs> they say he was a, a a great guy. All the Howard Stern and David Letterman both said that he was the he was a great guest because he would go anywhere you wanted to go. He's a like, businessman. The art of making a deal is really not to piss people off too much. Here's a story for or you. Or just enough. Here's a story for you. Where you, you intrigue them like Django. You remember when Dennis Rodman went to North Korea the first time? When he went over there. For the he, vice thing. He gave. Basketball and comedy. He, he ran an exhibition game. He gave Kim Jong-un a book. You want to know what the book the was? The Art of Making a Deal. The Art of the Deal. I know. Donald Trump. Isn't was, that weird? This, was this or was this? Okay, I'm only dating by year. Was this during the Obama administration? I'm pretty sure it was like, oh, what, oh, five, oh, six? Yeah. Somewhere around there. It was right, well, right, right around when Might I graduated high school. Might have been before that, but it was definitely not <laughs> during Donald could have been. Trump's administration. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. This was way back when. This was like one of the first times it went. I, I bet I can find out exactly when that was. Uh, Dennis Rodman gives Kim Jong-un art of the deal. I'm telling you, it's the greatest deal you've ever seen. It's going to be the greatest deal you've ever heard of. Huge. Huge. <laughs> it's the greatest like deal. Like my hands. Huge. It's the greatest deal. I tell you what. You know, I could palm a basketball in the second grade. Not small. <laughs> Look at these hands. Not small. I wouldn't be able to fit into the OJ glove either. So, uh, all right. So, I do voices a lot, and it's not a it's not a, a, a news to anybody who hangs around me more than twenty minutes. But uh, Donald Trump's voice to me is the same as Chucky from Rugrats if he grew up. Like, <laughs> think about it. Just seriously think about this from, from a standpoint of, like, a comedic voices. Like, Chucky's like, oh, hey, Tommy. <laughs> Donald Trump's not very far off from that. It's like, oh, hey, hey, Tommy. This is going to be great. This is going to be huge, Tommy. This is going to be great. Tommy Pickles, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be huge. It's going to be great. It's very similar. Anyway, there, uh, there we go. There's that. So Dennis Rodman just gave Kim Jong Un the art of the deal. What Honestly, year? you know, this says 2017, June 15th, 2017. It was the first. Well, I remember they ran a vice basketball game. But they ran some game. I, may have, I have they ran, played an exhibition game or something. Yeah. And he was able to go over for some, like, vice, like, I don't know anything. Like, I just know the name. Like, vice runs crazy journalism. Like, do you know more about it? I don't, I don't know. I don't hold hold on. I was reading this. What now? Vice. Oh, the TV show? Or yep. the channel? Yeah, the, the yeah. journalism, yeah, 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 TV yeah, yeah. show, channel, whatever it's it like, is. Uh, HBO's, uh, it's like HBO's news source or whatever. Is that who it is? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, 
that's who it was all funded by. That's like that's that's who it like the channels ran through. So going back, all right, going back to when we first started uh, wanting to record this, Donald Trump is one hundred percent going to win a Nobel Peace Prize. Really. Libertards won't let him. Yeah, yeah. Like, really, like, he's supposed to be a warmonger. Yeah, but you're instead, right. But you've got the biggest fuck, you got the biggest gun in the neighborhood. Why not, like, be like, okay, stop, little dog. Yeah, like, like you you got, you're, you're holding this kid by the head and they're swinging as hard as they can. Like, exactly. Like, like, we we have more ordnance off your shore right now. Than you have in your whole country. And then you want to be like Billy Badass and you wreck your whole entire testing facility because you don't have shit. You have no money. You have no funding. Your big brother is more our friend than they are yours. True story. Because they rely on our economy. Like, we we, we like cheap plastic stuff in America. Yes, we like not so, having... We, we See, we, we this, is, this is America's complex, the American complex. Is we want, quote unquote, want all of these jobs in America, but nobody, quote unquote, wants to work these jobs. We would rather, we would rather send those jobs to America. America's like, nothing but like service industry jobs. And I mean that no matter whether you're like a waiter or whether you do art or play music or you're an attorney. Jason Isbell's got a line a in the song that says, I ain't, I ain't cut out for war. Service. I ain't cut out for war if I don't know what I'm fighting for. And there's nothing here but churches, bars, and grocery stores. Exactly. There are and no, that's the fucking truth, y'all. It really, and if you do music or art or anything like that, at least you're producing something. Like, whether it's like Flexing a, your creative muscle. Like a, an objective kind of something or subjective, whatever the hell the term would be. You're at least producing something. Yep. And I mean, but it's all like a service that has no, like, it's it's all a service. Like it's all not service. an industry. Like, but it's more service than industry point. for that's sure. the point. Like, it's the whole, like, geopolitical, like, where China is does realize they rely more on us than giving money to North Korea to keep the, their fed with rice grain. I used to do landscaping in Briarcliff Acres for this guy who was part of the one of the buying teams that got bought out. You remember Conway National? Or, I mean, uh, uh, Coastal Federal Bank. Yeah. You remember when it was Coastal Federal before it got bought out by like Wachovia? I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the guys who owned Coastal Federal Bank lived up in Briarcliff Acres, and he was talking to the guy that I, I did landscaping <laughs> with, and he and I walked up at the end of the conversation, and I heard him say. Well, when, well, when you owe the bank a couple hundred thousand dollars, you know they got you. But when you owe them a couple million dollars, you got them. And I mean, <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit!" Hey, that's we'd a- really like for you to come by. You know, if you could stop by. Uh, this this payment isn't getting any smaller, sir. Help us stay alive. But, Other than like we hold we hold some whip against you. But here's the thing, though. I no. had this theory for the longest Come on, time. No. That's why the China U.S. relationship. Yeah, that's what hey, I'm saying. That's uh, why the China relationship. Yeah, U.S. Exactly, you man. Might it's owe like some money, but um, when you owe them, a we're big, really not going to do much about it because yeah. <laughs> your shooters are outside. We're working on our first aircraft carrier, by the way, China. We're working on our first space mission. No, they're like. 
space. They're way ahead. They're space crazy right now. No, their their space station just is like crashing to Earth. They didn't really report that much, but like their space like mission is so weak that their uh, space station couldn't stay in orbit and just crash. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. And I think Neil deGrasse Tyson said this, or uh, maybe this came out of that, that Joe Rogan episode. How far ahead we are. Yeah. That is amazing. Like when you think about it, like young Kim Young Un wants to like develop a rocket that can go across the ocean. Dude, we've got billionaires who are developing rockets within our nation that go to Mars. Bro, we got a guy that you put don't a even have anyone. But does that mean okay up there? Obviously, the technology. Like, I mean, this is what this is. A, this is another conversation. Obviously, the technology is there. Like the thing about the Iranian nuclear program, something that I would read would be like they would have so many scientists. Yeah, but like just their cars would blow up. They would drown. They would get electrocuted. They'd get shot in the parking lot being mugged. Like, anyone who stepped up to the task, like, hey, you might, you, they called you to the task, and you know it's a death sentence because we are ex we are cutting the head off the snake. We don't got to kill a whole lot of people. We only got to kill the right people. That's the trick. We got to kill the people that are leading your program ahead. You want you think you know how to develop bomb. They think you know how to develop bomb. They want to place you at the head of something. Guess what? Kiss you and your car goodbye. Yes, we are. We yeah. hope there's no kids in the back seat. But if so, whatever. There's a drone up in the sky that'll take care of that too. It can't make a cake without breaking some eggs. Collateral damage, apparently. Like yeah. I'm not saying, and, and it's not anything that we condone. Hey, no, fuck it. Like, if there's the world is a stage of main players all vying to play the main role, what do you want to, what side do you want to be on? A walk on part in a war, a lead role in a cage. (laughs) (laughs) Truest words ever. Right? Exactly. I mean, what do you want? But. Hey, but that's 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 the truth of the matter. Like it's not like any of this technology is news, not like what we're doing is just controlling it. Yeah. And if we're not, someone else is. There is no kumbaya. And back to Dennis Rodman. Like no one through sports, that's what's awesome. Like sports truly are one of the greatest things on earth. Sports, 100%. Sports without a shadow of a doubt. And I will use from my small 1A, 2A, South Carolina, uh, pre, like when you still had a bunch of 1A and 2A schools. I will use this that example as how you had, how a football team is so many different walks of life. But there's a place for everybody. Football really is a grand, like, not like an army, but in a sense where, like, we have a place for you. Wherever you come from, whatever your skill set, we have a place for you. Yep. Like, and we unify and go at this shit on Friday. Like, it really was an 
awesome, awesome thing. It didn't matter if you had speed, if you were just smart, if you were like big and just move some people. You were like reckless and like I just want to knock some heads. We got if a place you for like you. dance somewhere in between all of them and unified everyone and were playing both sides. It didn't fucking matter, man. We got a place like, for there, you. We got a place for you. You're the kid off the soccer team. We got a place for you. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> You're the foreign exchange student who can boot the shit out of it. We got a place for you, Ramon. Hey, Zeus. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> we got a place for you. You think you got to boot that shit 50 yards, kid? I bet you can't. We got a place for you. <laughs> Let's so, try this. All right. So here's... Even the immigrants. Football's like the grandest thing ever. It's like the best... Dude, man, it's better than baseball. I know you love baseball. On, I wish man. I played baseball. And nah. I'm getting this argument real quick, but like in a way, yeah. like I mean, everybody, no. like everybody. Cecil Fielder was fat, but he ain't Lyman fat, man. Yeah, like I'm talking about, like let's get real, like like everyone's got a place in football. Everyone, that's, that's you're true. the coach's kid, just smart. You know the game. We got a place for you. You like, I mean, you're the boosters kid. We got a place for you. You're smart, dumb, and fast as all fuck. I had a dream like, last night. We, we beat Bangle fourteen to three. <laughs> like we got, like dude, football is awesome, man. Football. Is. I played football for like a couple of seasons. Nothing like I. I mean, dude, I was just I didn't get it. American. I didn't get it. I didn't get it until. What is not the kid is war. It is war. It's chess. It's checkers. It's everything in between. Like people will talk about, like, uh, like, like someone told me something about soccer being the most strategic game. I'm like, how the whole the, the name of str- strategy is X's and O's. We talk about X's and O's. What sport are we talking about? We ain't talking about tic tac, motherfucking toe. <laughs> We're not talking about tic tac toe. We're definitely We're not. not talking about no fucking practice. <laughs> We ain't talking and, uh, about. Oh, 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 oh. Allen Iverson, Mr. Virginia in basketball and. Oh, he played a little foosball. He played foosball. He played a little foosball. He played foosball. He played a little wide receptions. No, he was quarterback. No, he played a little wide receptions. <laughs> Allen Iverson was point guard and quarterback for, for the state champions for like I think I know for at least his senior year, maybe his junior and senior year. He played a little. Uh, My grandfather. This is dead serious. I'm being dead serious right now. My grandfather was school superintendent for the whole entire school district of the Hamptons that that area of Hampton during that time. Where he's from? Hamp- the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. My grandfather was from Newport, Newport News. He's from Kentucky, but, like, the family was from Newport News, huh. which is from, like, that Allen Iverson Hampton Roads area. Was a school superintendent during that time. Did, did he go bowling at all? Did he ever? go bowling? No, no, he didn't show up at any bowling alley as far as I know. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. But, like, and I'm not sure if it was even that time or it was right before, but it was some dude, Muscleman or something. I don't know. Anyway. Uh Said that he was the craziest athlete he's ever seen. Ever. Dude, he was. He, ever. Like, Allen Iverson is the Michael Vick of basketball. 
I never said that before. Michael Vick's from the same area. Is that accurate? You said Allen Iverson, Michael Vick basketball. You know what's crazy about that? They're from the same area. Huh. They're from I'm the just, exact I'm just same thinking, area. Like, like, are thinking about are, are you next, saying that not knowing this? No, yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, I'm saying that because they both played the game with such an attack and Dude. such a viciousness about Dude, them. That they're, like, from the, they're from the exact huh. same area in Earth. Well, fucking hey. Yeah, I didn't know that. I had no idea. Yeah, I'm just, but I'm, I'm, I'm. Do you, do you think that's valid though? That Allen Iverson's the Michael Vick of basketball, because Allen Iverson, he did, did he get, did he get a, he, he didn't get a ring. That area puts yeah. out that that area puts out a lot of athletes. Like it really it's like does. Florida for quarterbacks. It, yeah, it's like Florida in general. Like you probably have. Like these pockets of areas that really are known to put out athletes. I wonder why that is. Is it, is it the climate? Com- we, don't shitload, no. we don't have Com- a shitload of climate. It, it, would be or, a, uh, it would be a culture, like a competitiveness amongst like the people there. Well, but, but, like if say, if, say if you were at a school where you came from state champions. Yes. What's the expectation? Exactly, it's it's like get you one of these boy everywhere you fucking exactly. go, and, every, and throwing up their their championship exactly. rings everywhere you go for your entire life if you play that sport. But here's the thing, and that's exactly what I was about to bring up is Texas. You don't see a whole lot of star players like coming out of Texas, but isn't that one of the biggest fucking football states in the fucking country, especially for high school football? I would say that you probably do see a bunch of star players. I can't like. Name names off the top of my head, but I know that, that like a lot of players come out of Dallas. Like a lot of players probably come out of Houston. <coughs> yeah, I guess I guess so. <coughs> like I don't know where De- I know Dez went to Oklahoma State. Isn't Dez from like that area? I think Dez I think, was from um, Dallas, if I'm not mistaken. The dude that he got into it, Talib. No, okay, who I got Talib? Okay, Talib got into it with who? The chain shit, Crabtree. They're both from Dallas. Yeah, he's Galveston. Yeah, they're both from Texas somewhere. I thought it was Dallas, but like, I could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure it's like Texas. He went to Lufkin High School. Who? And uh, uh, Des Bryant. Um, <clears throat> And then the dude to leave and all that. And then I read back into that when it was like, damn, you must, like, you're like ripping chains off and shit during the game, like super mad. And then I looked that up and they used to play against each other in high school. I was like, oh. You all Akeem really- to leave. He is from Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, Believeland. Look that up. Look at that word he went <clears throat> And just uh, just says a uh, college Lloyd V. Berkner High School, which looks to be and right outside of Dallas, Texas. You're right. Yes, you're right. Let me question you what the fuck I was talking about for a second. I knew, like, You're I right. looked it up. What's like, funny is I could have clicked. I could have clicked on something, but instead yeah, I, I went to the maps. For a second. I knew I looked that up. I went to the maps instead. 
I know. There was like this state of apprehension where I was like, oh, Lord. He's a cornerback from Richardson, Texas. Yes. He was born in Cleveland, Ohio. Like Jordan's born in Brooklyn, but that don't matter for shit. Cause he's yeah, he's motherfuckers Ooh. from fucking. And you were talking about, I'm from Bennettsville, and one thing, something, something earlier, and the only thing I wanted to say was, what's your Michael Jordan's dad? Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> Where's what Michael Jordan's song dad? about the ballad of Jeffrey, jo- not Jeffrey, that's his brother, James. James, because isn't my, James Michael Jordan, isn't Michael Jordan Jr.? Isn't is is it his uh, his dad's James, name is James Michael Jeffrey J- Jordan I think Michael Jeffrey Jordan and James Jordan Michael Jeffrey Jordan <laughs> catching me at the right moment look at that <laughs> Michael Jeffrey Jordan I know the Talib thing got me like shook for a second I'm like I know he is from Dallas. Because, like, I looked it up, and I'm like, damn, they have known each other for a while. They must hate each other. Like, what, what is their beef? That shit goes back somewhere. Looking back on the death of Michael Jordan's father, Michael Jordan's decision to donate $2 million to charitable organizations that deal with issues related to violence against minorities and problems encountered by police officers marks a radical departure for the public figure. Ah, man... Yeah, so Michael Jordan's dad, Michael Jordan's dad's body was found in a swamp, like, uh, where I grew up. James R. Sr., James R. Jordan Sr. Hmm. Okay. Shit. Okay. Apparently, did you all, like, talk about this at some point before? Yeah, we talked about this in, uh... Episode one of the Sunset Grill. That's been about a year ago. So, talking about the whole like Jordan thing about the whole about, conspiracy like, with the gambling like, and shit. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One thing. <clears throat> one thing that is amazing about like LeBron and the whole entire Jordan Michael O'Brien greatest ever debate is that in an age of hyper journalism of social media that LeBron hasn't been caught up in anything like no gambling, no extramarital, this and that. There's been rumors of all of that stuff on Jordan forever and ever. And that was like pre-internet. Like, there was rumor of gambling and not wanting to throw the finals, shave points, that kind of thing. And all that was pinned on those kids in Bennettsville. And that's been like a long rumored thing, especially like here. And it's strange how, you know, like when you're in an area and things that happen... And how it's rumored and everyone like hears about what happened before it even ever even becomes <laughs> official. Yeah. Kind of like that girl that went missing. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like people hear it, heard that thing like, you know, before they ever even announced any of that kind of stuff. And that's a whole other story. Yep. But you know what I mean? Like people in the area like, like, mm, I heard, you know, like people say whatever. And you heard the whole thing about like those kids didn't have anything to do with that. Well, here's the thing that's weird about the whole situation 
is did he not take that next year off after yeah, he won right that championship? After. Like directly after that. I mean, this was was that before his dad got killed or after? Not right after. That's what forced him into retirement. Okay, so here's the thing. The conspiracy goes if um either he throws the finals or he has to walk away. Or here's the other thing. Noah came up with this weird ass fucking theory that that, that that it's but he was like what if your dad has to deliver cuz he had like what three uh, championship rings on his person, his dad when he got killed, right? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that. he had a couple of he had like a couple of rings. And this is uh, that that's that's the conspiracy of, side. I don't I don't know anything about what he had on his person or whatever. I know like where his car was found. I know they pinned it on like a white kid and a black kid, both were like seventeen and eighteen, something Which like that. Which is one huge flaw in the situation well, you pointed not, out because at that time, well, no, not even that. I mean, like, not not even that at all. Like, the just the fact that they're like, oh, they knew who he was, blah blah blah. I don't really believe that at all, especially because we're not in an age of like hypermedia. Like, if I would have ran up, if I would ran up a Michael Jordan's dad in a gas station in 1996, I would have not known or 94 and five, whenever in the hell this was that this happened, three, four, whatever it was. Like, I would have not known, like. It, it wasn't like you had a, the the an encyclopedia in your hand like you do now. Like, like you didn't have all this. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like you would not have thought anything about it. it would have been like, oh, this Michael Jordan's dad. We robbing and killing him for these rings because he's rocking all of them right now. Like he's Rick James. I don't think that at all. Like in all reality, like oh, Michael Jordan's dad also is tired. Wants to pull over on the side of the road and take a nap. Because you're poor and you can't afford a hotel room. That's the one thing. This is that's the thing. And you're how far away from home? That's the thing that thirty miles. I pointed out. I was like, he was thirty miles from home. He was so close to home, and he's fucking Michael Jordan's dad. Like he couldn't afford to pull somewhere. And here's the thing. On July 23rd, a helicopter competition. No shit. Jordan's dead. No shit. On July 23rd, 1993, or return home from a funeral, Jordan Sr. pulled over on U.S. Highway 74 just south of Lumberton, South Carolina, take a nap. Daniel Andre Green and Larry Martin Demery spotted the car Michael had recently purchased for him, a red Lexus. Lexus. Yeah, with a North Carolina license plate, UNC 0023. Green and Demery shot Jordan to death, stole the vehicle. Body was found in a swamp in McCall, South Carolina. That's not true. It was in Bennettsville, South Carolina. Jordan Sr. had taken others. Okay, two national championship, two NBA championship rings given to Jordan Sr. by his sons. It was two rings. Yeah, two rings. That's right. Both were convicted and sentenced to life in prison. I would like to see interviews with them. I'm curious as to what they said even to like today. Like, and if, if you killed Jordan's dad in prison, you were like, would be a marked man, wouldn't you? Doesn't Jordan own prisons? Or something? That was a rumor. I take that back. 
I did look that up, but that was like a big thing. Like Jordan owns prison. He might be invested in prison industry, so it would be like I would like to look into that. Here's he might here's have invested the in them Bob thing. Barker sandals. If anybody out there knows what I'm some talking them, about, some of them the peaches stole. No, some of them Bob Barkers. Some of them Bob Crockers. Bob Crockers. Check this out. In 2010, it was revealed the case was one of nearly 200 that were in review after the North Carolina State Bureau of Investigation (coughs) found that laboratory technicians mishandled or omitted evidence. However, the Jordan case was later removed from the list. Ooh. Ooh. I hate. Ooh. Ooh, Lord, I hate this. This is going to get... This is, I don't like this argument at all. Uh-oh. Because I'm actually... I feel way above this argument. What about the Illuminati theory? Oh, like, man. So it's got to be gone. Oh, man. In the search of greatness. Oh, boy. And, like, that whole, like, weird... Oh, boy. No, like... That's strange. <laughs> Good Lord. Well, no. You had not had anyone die. How are you going to be? You can't sit on throw. You ain't killed nobody. Okay. Yet. You were saying well, don't, that. Don't kill me. You were saying that earlier. You were saying that earlier, and I I, uh, I couldn't respond. LeBron, LeBron has had his entire career without a single tarnish. None. In- anywhere. In a day of like, and you can't go outside without being photographed. To not only famous. exactly to not only, and you know who else who else uh, uh, managed to to uh, to get through all that bullshit as well unscathed was Derek Jeter, and he hooked up with a lot of bitches, and like the, all he didn't make none of them. He was like bro, for he like centers a farewell he would, package, bro. They would wake up in the morning, their clothes that they were wearing the night before would have been dry cleaned and and Pressed ready for them to put back like on an iPod and a fresh pair. And no, and no, and, and they would they would go down to skin lotion. This is real. This is real <laughs> deal. No, <laughs> no, this is real. They'd get down to the to the car. He'd have a car waiting for him in the back seat of the car. There'd be like a fucking Easter basket with a shitload of like signed memorabilia and shit. And it like it, it was like I mean, Derek Jeter hooked hooked fucking chicks up apparently. Like it was like it, it, everybody it, it, everybody loved him. It, everybody came, loves LeBron. What if it was a, what if Derek Jeter came out on me too? Oh man, like like what Steinbrenner felt him up or something like. I don't know. I mean, what? It's a weird me too. I mean, I don't know what, 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 how far, how far is this going? Oh, if he came out on like, oh, somebody, oh, I get you. I get what you mean now. What if it came out that he like, he felt somebody up oddly or whatever? Yeah. Dude, well, here's the thing. You got me too. I learned a lot. Well, we learned a lot about this me too thing with Aziz Ansari situation. She feels uncomfortable. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can't feel uncomfortable while, I mean, sucking a dick. <laughs> like you kind of got to fucking be into it, right? I mean, she she's like uh, continued to get, to blow Aziz, and and she's like he's he's like 
I didn't think that there was anything bad going on. Of course he wouldn't think that, nor would I. Obviously, that's a pretty good sign. But I don't know, man. It's fucking... We learn a lot about that situation, like how the internet handled that and was like, okay, well, this was a little overboard. She was a little, uh, she was a little, uh, let's see, extravagant in her explanation of what happened. I read the fucking, uh, the response that he sent that girl or whatever. I mean, he was, there was no foul play there at all. But in this day and age, man, I had this conversation with Smitty a while back. I was like, bro, uh, it's, it's in this day and age, man, there's nothing can be said that can be misunderstood as something else. Because if anything can be misunderstood, it will be, you know, the only thing I ever saw with LeBron that was misunderstood was Rihanna, like DM him or some shit that like some picture of her in bikini, like laid out by some pool or something. That was it. I don't like, remember anything that. Anything that ever grabbed my attention about like of him being like something that was like, oh shit, look at this, blah blah blah, because he's supposed to be, you know, with his girl from high school or whatever, or from that that era. Like that was it. And if that's the only thing that's like come out against you, like good lord. Like, there's charges supposed to even have, like, there's illegitimate kids and shit. Not like, only that, he was in Miami for three years. Then you are a saint. Miami. You are truly the right? most, you are, like, almost robotic, and like Tom that, Brady or bro, not only some did, weird shit. Dude, next level right here. You didn't even, he you, went didn't, from, you obviously didn't hang out with Jordan like Tiger Woods did. He went from Miami to Cleveland, Ohio, and Miami and Cleveland, Ohio only have one fucking thing in common. Nothing. No, 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 no. What is the number one thing to do in Miami or Cleveland, Ohio, would you bet? Blood cane. Get fucked up, right? I, I don't know. Yeah, more than likely. Because what you going to do that in Cleveland? the common thread everywhere. What you going to do in Cleveland? Nothing. Get fucked up, right? Teams lose. You get fucked up. Listen, LeBron has survived Miami, Miami and Miami Cleveland. You understand Spanish. You get fucked up in Miami. No, you get <laughs> fucked up in Miami because everybody in Miami is getting fucked up. But, dude, you go up to Cleveland, everybody's getting fucked up. That's just all there is because I'm sure there's nothing else to do in Cleveland. There ain't a whole lot of sights to see. We're just same in Miami. I mean, what is there to see in Miami other than get fucked up in the beach. I mean, that's all there is to do, right? But I don't know. Maybe, maybe in Miami there's a shitload more to do. But still, in fucking... He went from Miami to Cleveland and still hasn't got no fucking bullshit on his record. Is he going to go Is he gonna go somewhere and, lot, and make the West lopsided as fuck next year? No clue. Man. The, like, the only thing... <coughs> the... But his... The rest of his legacy relies... On rings. And he has to either... Take a pay reduction... 
in some form to at least be able to give some space for Cleveland to get some people around him with a quickness or he has to go to somewhere pre-made. And it can't be somewhere that's so desperate like, I'm going to go join the Warriors. Yeah, you can't do that. Okay, this only leads to like a couple of places. If you like, if you're like, I'm leaving, I'm hell bent on leaving Cleveland, and I want to ring next year. That leaves you with Houston. That leaves you in oddly Boston. Which that's I don't I don't know how monies work in if if any of that works whatsoever. I don't see the point of going to Philadelphia. You have like five people that play the same position. Like I don't I don't I don't, I don't know what what that means. Um, and beyond that, I don't know what makes sense other than staying. L.A. doesn't make sense. You traded a bunch of bums to L.A. Well. Like, what are you going to do with that? You can go play with the same scrubs you played with for the first half of the year unless they release them, plus Lonzo Ball. Is that what that means? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. NBC Sports. Unless they have money to get someone right away with you. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, we're bringing in Paul George and LeBron James and Paired up with Lonzo Ball, we're new the big three. But then again, if you don't do something grandiose, you're in the same division as Golden State. You won't even make the playoffs. You're going to be a bunch of you're going to be a team of super scrubs. I got like, another question for you. You won't even win your division. You punk. Like what would be the point of going there? I got another question for you in a second. But NBCSports.com saying 2017, LeBron James and wife visit private school near Los Angeles. Near Los Angeles. Yeah, I saw that. That's why I'm saying this right now. Yeah. What's the point of going to L.A. unless L.A. has the money to bring in someone awesome with you right now? Like Kawhi, you'd be better off staying at Cleveland, getting rid of your pick, getting rid of Kevin Love, and bringing in Kawhi. I don't think he wants to. I don't think Popovich he's got the heart to get rid of Kevin Love. Popovich would love to have Kevin Love, white dude who's like just European kind of game. Why not? That's that's these are the players I want. That's like what he's like. That's it. Like why not? Why not stay in Cleveland, bring in Kawhi, try to find a point guard, get rid of J.R. Smith. Dude, JR's Get rid of gone. everybody. You know JR's gone. JR was high as fuck. Well, I mean, I don't I don't maybe. I don't know. Right, but get like get rid of like these align like I know Tristan shares the same manager as you. Is Tristan gonna follow you to LA too? Probably. Like then that doesn't make any sense. Like cut that tie. That may be an issue as well because I do believe one that I, I don't want. I don't think he wants to to trade Kevin Love. Why not or get rid of Kevin Love? I don't. I, I know Glass Joe. Like, like that's the first opponent on uh, Mike Tyson punch out. Glass Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's, <laughs> that's a that's a reference that nobody in the world has probably used in. How many years? How old is that jersey? Probably that long. 
<laughs> Who is this you rocking today, by the way? John Stockton. John, old ass motherfucking Stockton. Carl, John motherfucking Stockton. old ass Malone. Never got a ring, but up there in the books. Oh, yeah, but guess who beat him? Jordan kept so many people from getting rings. Like, when you want to talk about that crazy debate, like, that's, you think that's about, like, one thing that his stat is different. He kept on. a lot of people from getting rings. Like, Carl Malone is second in the league in points ever. Zero rings. Dude. Why, Jordan? Marjorie, zero. Why, Jordan? Iverson, like, when we can say, I mean, he lost to the Lakers or whatever, but early career, who do you have to get through? Jordan never did. Like, Gary Payton, no rings. Why, Jordan? That's Team Olajuwon couldn't get one until Jordan left the league. That's the, that's what makes, that's what makes the Jordan LeBron argument a whole lot different. And I'm sort of getting to the point where people are like, oh, I'm sick of the LeBron Jordan argument, but I am too. I, I I love, I love watching it. I love, I love getting on Facebook, watching somebody who totally, and don't get me wrong, man. I love LeBron James. I didn't give. I didn't get sports back in the day. I am a new sports fan. I'm a new sports fan. LeBron James is the greatest player that I have watched play to, in my life. We get to bring this conversation full circle. Right but now. This, is, this is beautiful. This is what I was going to ask you just this a second ago. Hold, remember that for a second. This is beautiful. If LeBron James goes to a third team and wins a ring. With that third team, what does that say for the argument? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Okay. That was my only question. Absolutely nothing. What is your full circle revelation? Could Jordan win the Nobel Peace Prize? Oh, man. No. No way. If anybody gets it in that demographic, Kim Young-un. Dennis Rodman. Right. Dennis Rodman and and Dennis Rodman. God, it's going to be a beautiful sight. The 96 Bulls walk up and receive a Nobel Peace Prize because of <laughs> Kim Jong-un's love for basketball and the Bulls. And Jordan deserves it, and we can't take it away from Scotty. Pippen, like, Robin so deserves it. Robin gets to be that person that, like, gets to talk like I'm the MVP of this finals. Yeah, Dennis Rahm is the you MVP of the this. Nobel Peace Prize. He is the MVP of the Nobel Peace Prize, but Jordan's there and Pippen are right behind him. Phil Jackson John also Starks. gets Phil Jackson gets a share of a Nobel Peace Prize. Like this is not that abstract of an oh, argument. This should be Starks. out there right now. Okay. This sh- there should be a movement that in this world of random thought if North Korea's leader only invited Dennis Rodman into his house of North Korea because of his love of basketball and the Bulls dominance in the 90s and how Dennis was the counterculture Jordan was mainstream industry he was the United States. 
commercialism at its finest. And Dennis was like, I'm the fuck you. I'm the generation X of this, in a sense. Is it? The, and how is this microcosm in one team? So, 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 so sorry. One second. That equally with Dennis Rodman more so, but like they actually deserve like in retrospect, like they, they deserve, they're a bigger part of this as anything. Dude, all right. Thanks to Dennis Rodman's bizarre and controversial trip to North Korea, we all know that the country's leader, Kim Jong-un, has an infatuation with the 1990 Chicago Bulls. I totally didn't know this was a real thing. Yes, completely real. And Jordan's dominance of, so that puts him there. Pippin's the blue collar. Dude. But in a country where culture is mentioned closely and internet access is thought to be severely limited, how how could Kim Jong-un ever come to appreciate the magic of Michael Jordan? They're like the Nelson. If they free North Korea, they're the Nelson Mandela of Korea. Due to Nike's propaganda of basketball in the 90s through through Asia. Dream team. <laughs> Dude, they were sent VHS tapes of Bulls playoff games. Yes. What? Dude, they deserve a Nobel Peace Prize. Like, I hope... I, I hope if anybody listens to this shit, like, really, like, if anyone listens to what I'm saying right now, they deserve a Nobel Peace Prize. They were a bigger part of this as anything. This is the only reason why the kid had his eyes open. But he's, like, my age. He, like, controls a communist country, and he's, like, my age. He, like, watched Jordan just as much as he's, like, watching, like, come fly with me and... Jordan hang time and stuff like that. Look, there he is. I bet he had the Jordans before I did. His cousins made them. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Jesus. That was rough. Do you see him? Check him out. Can you see that over there? Wearing wearing a fucking Robin jersey. Dude, that is insane. That's, that's him. That's fucking that him. Not him. I swear to God, that's dude. No way. Look, that's a picture. That's of fucking him. That's that Kim Jong Un. That's bullshit. That is Kim Jong Un wearing. I, dude, insane. bro, no. That is not true. That is not true. I see better than that. That is not him. Dude. If that is him. That's the biggest TMZ leak picture ever in the world. That is, no, there's no way that yeah. he's taller than he is now. Like, there's no, there's, there's no way. No, I mean, how do you tell how tall he is in this picture? <laughs> we have the length of his arms and stuff. Like, there's no way that's him. Uh, on Wednesday, a picture apparently taken in the 1990s emerged of Kim wearing a Bulls Rodman number 91 jersey. Unfortunately, we do not have too much context for the photograph, but it does appear to be authentic. That is not that. That is not Bro, true. That is this him wearing a fucking why Dennis Rodman jersey. For that that is their own ignorance. <laughs> like, I I mean, am, I'm better than that. That is not true. Let's see. 
Hey, I am so excited. I'm rocking a Dennis Rodman jersey up all day. I already know what I'm wearing tomorrow. I already got it. Pistons, 10. I want to dye my hair. Oh, like, man. This is, this is epic. Dress. Like, he should get it. He should. He really should. I even had the Dennis Rodman book back in the day. Bad as I want to be. Bad as I want to be. Dude, yeah. It was a I, weird cover. I, I tightened like in Kim Jong-un Rodman jersey, like, and that came what? in. Dude, that was a Bulls jersey. I had that Rodman, like, the. I've got the Pistons ready to go tomorrow. Man, I so hope he becomes the first NBA player with a Nobel Peace Prize. That would be the most, like, where is this world gone? We are in bizarro world, but I'm riding that wave. Like, I would totally go with it. Matter of fact, I have said this before several times. Do you know what the best shoe to ball in was? The Dennis Robin. The the Indestruct that had the laces, like, weirdly on the inside. It was yeah. Like the first one to do that with the Nike check all the way across the arch. Like, I had a pair of the breads. Sneakerheads know what that means. The, like, 11 uh, black patent leathers. Searched the whole country for them. Like, they came out spring break. I was, like, freshman in high school, I think. Yeah. And... I had to, my, my grandparents were like, well, you're going to make money for them. And spring, they came out like the week before spring break. So I made the money during spring break. But by the time the spring break ended, they were sold out. It was like the very first ones that Nike released that were like super limited edition. Like every store got one pair, like not one pair, but like one shipment. Them right like, there. Like this is what you get. Yeah. No, yeah, you see it on the screen too. That you're showing. Yeah. Those right there were the best ones. Uh, I took the breads to a basketball camp. Ripped the soul off first day. Uh, my roommate, uh, LeBron, or not, uh, uh, what's my, Devon LeBron, uh, let me borrow those and absolutely badass. Hmm. Javon Pierre LeBron was uh, his name. Here's the thing. You know that shoes are very similar to cars. Oh, yeah. In which you can like. Designs. You can kind of like tell the times by the style of the car. Those things were badass. Like, those were. You know what I had? Built the ball. You know what I had? I had some of these right here. That's an interesting comparison cars and shoes. That's like extremely accurate. Right? It I is. feel so. It's extremely, extremely accurate. I believe I mean oh. you can you can totally you can you can see the you can see the times, man. Oh, did you ever see that meme? That just reminded me of that. Oh the one of Jordan laughing on Pippin's shoulder. <laughs> And said, oh, he's got every single one pair of my shoes, but still don't have a car. Oh, wait, what now? There's a meme that said that that was on uh, Facebook for a long time. Or something like, he's got every single pair of my shoes, but still rides the bus or some shit or something. I don't know. I had these motherfuckers right here. <coughs> the ones that you just showed that had air. Them stack houses. When... 
I ripped the sole off. Nike sent me those ones that you showed those Air Max that had air written all the way around them. Uh, I sent the uh, Jordans back to Nike and were like, hey, the sole came off. Like, some bullshit. And they sent me back. They're like, well, they're limited edition. So this is our new whatever, the up tempos. And I'm like, I don't want these. These suck. And they're the Pippins. Had air written real big on them. The and Pippins. I had, and I didn't like them. They weren't the black patent leather. I don't want that trash. Sorry, Pippin. I love you. I don't know if you're shit, though. I didn't like them like that. Don't do me like then that. They sent me the, oh, yeah. Those are so corny. Uh, yeah, I didn't like that air written real big. Hell with that. Then they I think sent my me the, brother had some of these. They sent me the Jordan. They sent me the Barry Sanders. And I hadn't said, like, I was like, whatever. Like, I can't keep playing this game. I'll just keep these. And I kept them for a little while and then gave them to a friend. Which ones? What, Barry Sanders? Those. Oh, uh, the black ones, like, I can't really see this. Yeah, those right there. Those right there. Those would, if you played basketball in those, you would rip the lacquer off a of court. <laughs> like, they would. They were meant for, like, AstroTurf or something. I don't know. They were meant for running yeah, fucking were, touchdowns yeah, and getting yards. Yeah, they were not yards. meant to be playing basketball in. Like, they were meant for rip, getting yards. You would rip the lacquer off a of court. What's Barry Sanders? Do you know his his average yard per per uh, no, drive? Being a badass. Other than that, no. Like average. Who, see, he did it interesting. Like he did, and I'm I have mad respect for like the way that he did it. He was with a team that wasn't going to win a championship. He had that kind of that like. Old school, even if it was only like 90s, like old school uh, loyalty kind of thing. Like I'm balling this one city. This one city loves me. Everyone's seen me wreck shop. I'm like a freak. I'm not going to a championship here, but I'll retire prematurely. And everyone will wonder what if, and I might fall just short, just short of a lot of records. But I'm not going to exhaust the end of my career chasing records and jumping from team to team. I'll just. He averaged five yards per carry. Greatest running back of all time. Is that the highest? I don't know. I don't. Is that the highest? I I wouldn't. What is the highest of, of all time? Who has the highest rushing average? What would define the greatest running back of all time? Is it the one that you want to watch the most? Eric Dickerson. Does he have rings? Does Eric Dickerson have rings? He's a badass. Does he? I think he went to SMU. Yeah, I know he went to SMU for sure. I saw that 30 for 30. Um, let's see NFL football stats, NFL teams rushing. No, I don't want that. Why? As Google doesn't doesn't understand what I mean. I don't think. Hey, it's what what defines. Now it's hard, and I think I know, but the new age game has polluted my mind. What defines the greatest running back? Okay. Here we go. 
Holy shit. Huh. My favorite player. Can you say that for Walter Payton? No. All right. Number one. In what? OJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. How'd you know? <laughs> nah, man. Uh, fuck. Barry Sanders is tied for eighth. For what? For at all-time average yards per carry. Okay. Number one is my favorite player. I cannot even see that far right now. Number one, Michael Vick. Really? Seven yards per carry on Dang. average. Seven yards, bro. Oh. How does he not How get a ring? I've not seen a man around football. How do you not get a ring? you not seen a man around football. God, that is insane. Punk cousins. Jesus. Punk ass cousins. How the Punk fuck cousins. do you how the fuck do you fuck that up, man? First Listen, man. Dollar, man. Like it is insane. Arthur Blank. Watching, Arthur Blank loved, like loved you, man. Loved you. Arthur Blank loved Michael Vick. I believe that if is a man really number one. He's, He's number one, number rushing, one rushing, at, rushing yards of average. Yeah, average rushing yards per carry. Randall Cunningham, number two, 6.4 yards per carry. Marion Motley, Jamal Charles, actually 5.4. Jim Brown, 5.2. Scam fucking Newton, 5.2. Mercury Morris, 5.1. Then Joe per- Perry, Gail Sayers, so and Barry Sanders, season, 5. What is this? Career season. Um, here it's saying Barry Sanders, 89 and 98. Michael Vick, 2001 to 2015. Yeah. So, I mean, this is career. Yeah. There's, Michael Vick. See. Things, like, okay, this is where Vick and LeBron are, are really the same. And LeBron has well, well, a couple rings. LeBron's got rings there. LeBron has a couple rings. Yeah. Where do you equate a Super Bowl ring to an NBA Finals ring? Is it one for one? Is it two for one? Is it three for zero? Can yeah, that's be? a good point. It's, well, it's one so thing, too, hard. because a football th- game is a one-shot, one-kill, and you don't know <coughs> how that's going to turn chances. out. Yeah, exactly. You get seven, and that I do respect basketball for that because I love the series aspect of it. Being a baseball it, fan, it makes but, it a soap opera. Well, it makes it more even. It, it makes it more legit. I believe. I don't know if dude, you you come Bring out your A game NCAA status. Yeah, I do like that now. Hey, March Madness is loved for a reason. You fall, you die. Yeah. There's no, hey, there's tomorrow wrong. There isn't. That's true. There is no tomorrow. That's what the play whole playoff, that's what makes NCAA football awesome. And why, like, to extend to even further into a playoff would make the season bogus. Because the NFL, it's like, well, we went over four. But you know what? I think that like we're going to do, we're going to get into our division, and we're going to do really well, and uh, we're going to make a playoff run, dude. You want you've gone over four. Why should you deserve to make the playoffs? Well, because they can go twelve row. Yeah, I like mean, there's so many games. 
Like it doesn't like, and then it, it, it's not like, hey, there's limited games here. If you lose, you die. It's like the playoffs start week one. Yes, yeah, like we don't have a whole lot to worry. I, that's 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 a twelve week playoff. Week starts week one. Yeah. Go look at it that way. That's one good way to look at it. I hadn't really thought about. Like that's what gives college football so much suspense. Like and then and if you're blessed to be like in the SEC, you might be able to survive a loss if it's early. Yeah, exactly. As long as, and not even or if it's early, unless it's or out it's, of division, or or not even if it's out of division. If it's just a stud team, because there's likely out to be two to three stud teams. If if it's if it's in the, division, the one, are you even going to the to the, the to the playoff? With conference playoff, that is. You could, man. See, and there's already a layer Especially of playoff. With this new weird, the see, new weird. See, that's a thing. Got. That's a thing about extended college football playoff. Is like there's already a playoff to get into the playoff. Yeah. In all the major conferences. Yeah. That, those, so, those like, are come on now, like, let's not yeah. s- overly saturate this thing. Like, well, with that. I, I like the new college. I like the new college rule, and I like what they're doing with it to a certain extent. But I see the beginning stages of this, and eventually, not not saying that that March Madness is. I just for me personally, not being a basketball uh, a big basketball guy, I will pay attention to March Madness, but just not a, not that big of a deal to me because there's so many teams that nobody knows anything about mm-hmm. and or nobody has ever heard of or anything like that. And I sort of see the beginning stages of that in this college football playoffs as to where, like, somewhere on down the line and maybe not when, uh, you know, not in the next 10 to 20 years maybe, we will I, – I, I'll say that I think that the next 10 to 20 years are going to be the greatest 10 to 20 years in college football history before it gets to what college basketball is now, which is like just a hodgepodge of who the fuck are these guys and how the fuck did you get here? And (laughs) holy shit, here's a 38 fucking. Time out. Time out. Let's see. Next 20, 30 years of college football? 10 to 20. Okay. I'm just curious. And this is. Maybe even less than that. Maybe not, five, maybe, ten. Hold on a second. Just let me ask one thing. Where will football be in twenty years? Oh my God! Hopefully will not it exist. Hopefully not very far or much farther than it is now. That, that will that, that introduces a whole other train of thought. Let's go somewhere real quick. Well, with this con- con- so, okay. concussion thing, should that matter? Well, here's the thing. It's, like, it's not like they don't know what they're signing the fuck up exactly. for, right? Exactly. I mean, you're, you're going to get I know hit. I might blow an ACL. It ain't. It, that's, Should, hey, you know what? Kid, you hey, wanna, kids. You got you to gotta be able to put it all the line if you want to hit the I might get a big. concussion. I might get a blown ACL. I might dislocate a shoulder. I might, I might break come, an arm. I might, I might come home one day and my face is different and I talk different. And I can't do the things I used hey, to do. Hey, at least that's do. later on. Well, I mean, dude, there's studies to say that people that suffer concussions may not even reap the fucking uh, the like like the effects of that concussion until like ten to fifteen years down the road. Same way with a dislocated finger. 
True story. <laughs> true story. I mean, that that's that's very true. <laughs> I mean, I dislocated this finger like 15 years ago, and it used to be straight. <laughs> <laughs> that is not straight. Oh, dude, I've got. I've started to get arthritis in my fingertips from playing guitar. Like it just feels like a needles are just shooting into the bone. Not, not not being devil's advocate, but like there's a risk reward for everything. Yep, one hundred. If you want to play football, yep, one hundred percent. There's a risk reward. Like, hey, you might get a concussion in like you thirty years from wheel, now, you're gonna be, be stuck spun out or something. Like yeah. after like five or six of them, like okay, cool. Or you could also have your like blow three ligaments in your leg right this second and be like Marcus Lattimore with your knee pointing the wrong way. I mean, there's a risk reward. It might be immediate. It might be later on down the road. Like football players play the game because they love the game. Yes. And, and, and to change the game, I think even as like, okay, they want to take away head injuries. As tragic, as tragic as shit like uh, Ricky Jarrett kind of stuff is. Isn't that it? Ricky Jarrett. He retired from the game last we heard. As, as tragic as that kind of stuff is, I think a lot of football players would actually rather have it be the old kind of way where as a wide receiver or, even, or as whatever, that you took an up top shot than have a leg cut out from under you and have a leg bl- and have a knee blown out. The game forces you to do that rather than what would be like, I'm going to blast your fucking helmet off. Yeah. That, dude, do you think that, uh, you think that clowny <laughs> was the one that brought light to all this? No, no. No. Flying that helmet off because people started trying to do that shit after that. No, 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 no. That stuff so? was going on. That was like, since football's been football, if you can knock someone's helmet off, that was like, knock their helmet off, knock their mouthpiece out, something like that. Hey, dude's wedding who I was in this fall, Jamal, uh, we were playing Bishop England and he blasted this dude's helmet off this dude went off on like a slant and it was boom <laughs> his helmet blew off and the dude just kind of laid there it's kind of lanky he got up real slow and his own teammates were like <laughs> when i went to the like i went to the Citadel the next year like when i went to the Citadel next year i was talking to some dude and i was telling him i was like yeah play football blah 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 and Went to Wachma. Uh He's like, oh, I went to Bishop England. He's like, you were playing at Wachma. You remember when that dude from Wachma knocked our guy's helmet off? <laughs> and was I mean, it, it him? Wasn't, no, I don't know. It wasn't. I don't think it was him. But it was. Uh, it was just one of those things where it was like not like his helmet fell off during the game. It, it was, was like, like he got his shit got launched. Like, is your head still in it? <laughs> Sank of mine, you dead mine. <laughs> uh, fuck. 
South Carolina got a shit beat out of day. Oh, uh, was this the okay? This was it too. This was the game. That was the game. Yeah. Hey. Oh, you had already heard. Never mind. What happened? Never mind. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I heard that. Our Kansas, <coughs> Texas Tech, and Texas, so, Florida beat Auburn. So, what do you think? Bulls, Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> All right. Steve Kerr could be part of a Nobel Peace package. I mean, See, off the bench, off the bench. That's so. Jordan All right, here's Pippen, the here's the thing that's great Lyman. about this story is that there's a lot of possibility in what you're saying. And maybe not to the extent of the Bulls, but dude, check this out. This is real this is real stories that I'm reading about about fucking dude, that's Kim Jong un in a motherfucking Dennis Rodman jersey, bro. This is that's him in a fucking Dennis Rodman jersey as a fucking twenty year old kid who Learned about the Chicago Bulls dynasty by watching VHS tapes obsessed. of Bulls like, playoff games. Like that was what you associated with America, and that was one of the greater things of America. And that was one of the things I was saying, like Jordan. Jordan, what what was amazing about LeBron is like LeBron has gone absolutely untainted. Do you think Jordan could have? Jordan existed in an era even when like industry propped him up. Oh yeah, well yeah, like, and that was the first. I mean, he had Jordan was the first to to had break Gatorade, Coca Cola money. He was the first to break Nike that barrier, money, that sports NBA barrier, right? Money. He had all this money propping him up as a superstar. Was he the first they one to do afford, that? They could get probably yeah, yeah. They couldn't afford for him really to fail. Like they could, but he was propped up on all of these same pedestals, corporate pedestals. Well, not only that, too, that probably had a lot to do with why he won so much because he was put up on those pedestals. I shit. Think so. Because mine foster somebody. That'll foster that into somebody if you if they they think that they're dude. If you, you they they say that the best way to to make somebody better is to tell them that tell they are that best. Is it telling that they are the fucking think, best? The best in the world never got that way by thinking they were anything less. You know what I mean? You are. It is all a mind game. It's all in your fucking head, and I one million percent believe that that has to do with with Jordan being fucking Jordan. I wonder if that may have anything to do with LeBron James kind of losing. You know, not 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 well, not necessarily because see now this year all they're, they're talking about over the last few months in the playoffs, you know that he can't help but listen to some of that shit and hear all everybody's talking about. Is, Where's LeBron going to go? Where's he going to go? He's got all that bullshit on his mind. He's probably got his wife sitting there talking about where are we going? Yeah, where are we going to go? His kids? Where, where we, are we, we there go? yet? He's probably got all this shit fucking with him, and you know he he's they so, they don't know if they're going to leave their friends or not. Where are we going to go? Yeah, exactly. Not? LeBron, we don't know where we gonna go. That well, one million percent. Go. And I'm serious. Baby, you don't know. worry about that. We gonna take care. You know that's. We just gonna take that. We gonna go on vacation. Can we I please? Can I that. please finish the NBA Finals first? Like, <laughs> can I please finish the NBA Finals first? Just give me three more games. I will lose all of them. I, I don't these, give a fuck these no more. Dumb motherfuckers don't know what they're doing. Jr. High Hill. Jr. Smoking Kevin blunts at halftime. 
Kevin can't drop nothing. Tyron Lou act like he can't up fucking hear what I just said the whole Class fucking time. Kevin. Jesus Christ. And who the fuck is George Hill? Seriously, who the fuck is George Hill? I don't know. That's what he's saying. That's I what LeBron's LeBron looking to he's, looking at his wife. He's like, George Hill is this is all of these things is what LeBron's Jump saying. Pull him up from he's looking at his wife. He's like, who the fuck is George Hill? Seriously, who the fuck is this guy? At least fucking AD, Draymond Green getting all up in fucking Tristan Thompson shit. Did you see that? Just clapping up in his fucking face. I bet Draymond Green will fuck most people up. He just looks like he will fucking stab you in the fucking locker room. He just the looks. words of David Chappelle, the blackest name. Oh, <laughs> he's like, bitch, you got to change your name to Draymond Green. Rachel Dozier. Uh, yeah. But seriously, dude, Draymond Green just looks like a fucking mean motherfucker. He just looks like a, he just looks, doesn't he? Is that just me? I don't know. Man, he's taking shit. Mm-hmm. He looks mean. J.R. Smith looks dumb. J.R. just looks dumb. Looks high. He always high. Joe he Rogan talked high. about that shit. He took the picture. He showed he a picture. And he's always high. Because, dude, the NBA ain't got no fucking policy on weed or nothing like that. They ain't, you know, they don't give a fuck if you get high. I'm, he does look high. All the time. He was in the last class that came out undrafted. He was in the last ones. You know who the very last one was? LeBron's class. LeBron James. JR was part of it. JR was a member of that class. It was like, and was it, wasn't it Kobe? The ones before, right before that? Or was there a couple more? Yep. Oh, he, was he? Oh, yeah, he was 03. Kobe was like 96. Kobe gets passed over a lot in that conversation about Jordan and, and LeBron. But he shouldn't. Kobe, I think, but did Kobe win without Shaq? He won two without Shaq. Uh, who else did? Did he have anybody with him? He have any help at all? Second two, no. Paul Gasol. He made sure Paul Gasol did his job. I would say like Paul Gasol was like a an all-star, he just, like, screamed at him until he did his job. He knew what to do. He was like, I don't want to disappoint Kobe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what, you know. Wonder, wonder. The only th- <coughs> they said, Phil Jackson wrote a book. And what it said is that Jordan and Kobe were very similar. Kobe wanted to be Jordan. But there was one difference. They went about it kind of the same way on the court. Where Jordan demanded greatness out of you. And this is huge. Jordan demanded greatness out of you on the court. Just as Kobe did. Kobe, the reason why Shaq left was because Kobe like, was just scream, would scream at him so much. Like, was just like... 
you will not get off my ass, little kid. Like, really, like, leave me the fuck alone. Like, I am as good as you are. I will beat your ass if you keep yelling at me. I can't deal with it. Jordan would do the same thing on the court. Like, you needed to be lockstep. You needed to do your role. Like, I demand greatness out of you. He'll correct him in mid-game. Oh. Jordan. He would correct them. It wouldn't be like in a demeaning kind of way, but he'd like practice and mainly liking kind of practice. He demanded perfection. He expected you to play to perfection. This is one of the reasons why Steve Kerr didn't miss. This is one of the reasons why Steve Kerr played like has the highest field goal percent, three point field goal percentage in league history. Jordan demanded perfection. But on the back end of it, when you're on the team playing, Jordan's playing cards with you. Jordan's your friend. Jordan really is your friend. Now, did that did that have a lot to do with Kobe? Thing? Wasn't Kobe would be Kobe by himself. Was, he don't was the mamba. Talk to me. He was the mamba. He don't was, talk to yeah. me. I act like Jordan on the court, but he didn't get it on the back end where Jordan was. Jordan politicked. I bet that's the difference. I bet Jordan because he hung out. Like they were all boys. He did. Everyone, everyone other than Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman claims I didn't talk to Jordan. Blah blah blah. Back to the Dennis Rodman thing. What we were talking about. Jo- Dennis Rodman wanted to be the anti. Cause Jordan was everything commercialism. Yes. In his eyes, and he was the anti. And I didn't talk to him. And, I'm, and Dennis Rodman was like, "I'm the." Him and Scottie Pippen were both blue collar. Uh, Dennis Rodman. I will get 40 rebounds a game if I can. I don't care if I get two points by accident. Does he got a, who's got that record? Probably Shaq or some Shaq or Wilt or uh, Bill Russell, or, but he could be up there. I mean, he that was his whole mission was to create havoc with whatever big man, and he gave two shit. Who did you say? In an age of like big man. Will, him, Bill Russell, Shaq, all of them got, like, super rebounds. You named two of the top three. Will's number one, Bill Russell's number two, Kareem's number three. Kareem. I always associate Kareem with points. Elvin Hayes, Moses Malone, Tim Duncan, Carl Malone, Robert Parrish, Kevin Garnett, Shaq's number 15. Dikembe Mutombo, number 20. No, 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 Michael. Patrick you Ewing. give me Michael. No, no, no. Barkley's number 19. No, no. Oh, that would be awesome. Dikembe was badass. See, that was the thing. Okay. People talk about, like, how... Okay, back to, like, the greatest of all time kind of debate. People talk about... Uh, what LeBron would do then, there, blah, 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 or one against the other. Look at the guards that Jordan did go against. You have, like, Stockton, who has, like, awareness jersey at the moment. He's, like, all-time cis, blah, blah, blah. You have Iverson. You have Penny Hardaway. You have Gary Payton. Uh, Cubby played a little bit in that same era. I mean, there were a lot of gu- guards. You look at the teams that he went against. 
like the Knicks. You had Anthony Mason, Charles Oakley, John Starks, Patrick Ewing, like Ron Harper. Yeah, I said John Starks Alan while I go. Houston, Larry Bulls, Johnson, but. whoever. Like you had all these enforcers in lane. The whole game was built to keep him out of the lane from scoring. But yet, what did he do? Get in the lane and score. The whole game was a big man game, and he still got in the lane and scored. Today, the game is so spread out. If LeBron drives on you, get the hell out of his way. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah. That's the game. Don't want the, flag the game was built for jo- if Jordan got in the lane, beat him up. It didn't happen. That's what made it myth. That's what made it mythical, is that the game was built to beat you, not to benefit you. Huh? Like it really was. Well, that's true. Now I saw this thing the other day that was talking about some. It was like Moneyball for basketball, except uh, it will be to where a team will add like two players that are not necessarily very good at shooting or rebounding, but they're very good at forcing other players into a position to shoot from a place in which they're not very good, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Some people like the corner. Some people like the wing. Yes, but it's Some their job like to mid-range. keep them away from those spots that they like. No, but that... It's like money ball for basketball. And they're talking about Houston does that, and uh, Boston has tried that over the last couple of seasons as well, I think. And good basketball players should be more fluid than that. I mean, I know that breaks it down, and you know what each person is kind of comfortable doing, but. That's where book smarts outweighs athleticism Mm. in a way. Well, not necessarily athleticism. But but uh, I, I guess book smarts would kind of like take the range and where creativity used to reign. You know what I mean? Like, see, that's the thing with sports, and that was the, that's the that, that's right there. Okay, what you just said, and that, and I just touched on something I just, I've never thought about this. I think that's one of the things I really love about football and basketball, whereas. Ooh, I guess soccer would. God, Lord, I have to hate to say this. Soccer would have to be Clemson. It's not as my being my favorite, and maybe hockey. But whereas, as a player, you're allowed creativity. Yes. With the ball, puck, whatever. Where when you have control of it, you have control of it. It's not like an immediate reaction, like a ten, like I guess with a tennis racket, I can paint it wherever, all over the court or whatever. But it's not really like I've got the rock. Yeah, you I'm, can, I've got the rock. As long as the, you, as long as you progress forward, you can do whatever like, the fuck I've you want to do. Basketball, I'm cross sort of, I'm driving through the lane. As long as you make it, it doesn't matter how you like do it. It's like a creative, like you're being. You know what I mean? It's like a create. What you're in your actions, and in the same way, if you have football, yeah, or if, even if you're playing defense or whatever, it's you. Like I mean, you know, as the play progresses. You're doing it. It's not like a direct thing. Like even like a baseball, like you hit the baseball, it comes off however, and you're like, yeah, the first or the second. Yeah. 
or the third or unless you, you know what I mean but it's oh yeah that's that's it's the order of it the order yeah it's like kind of chaos but it's so ordered but with creativity and poetry all written in it that's that's one of the differences that baseball stands out from for is is, is baseball is very like orderly cut and, cut and dry very orderly very organized very like is it a Nazi sport? Soccer is the Nazi or the communist sport. But Schneid. <laughs> you won't go to first. Nine, 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 nine. No more. But yeah, that's why I think I've never thought about that. But He's like, still second. The poetry and how beautiful like basketball and football can be. They're definitely. I, I will one hundred percent say that yes, those those games. One million percent are very like almost uh, almost like a ballet in a way, like where everybody has their part. Everybody knows what to do. It's very synchronized in a way. Everybody knows what to do. But that it's like it's a Rorschach kind of thing to where it constantly can change, you know. Very much like basketball is so that way. Basketball is like this crazy, like at times, like can be this crazy ballet where you go through it and throughout the years, like you develop the rhythm and the flow of the game. And the people around you, and especially if you've been around them for a while, and I think that's the reason why, like, LeBron had such love for all the people around him when he was in high school, because they grew up, like, through their little same AAU league and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And he learned the flow of the game with them. And it's one of those special things, I, I, I really think. And that maybe that he struggles with, possibly, like learning the same flow of the game as natural as it was when he was young with adapting adapting to new people. Yes. And then having new people adapt to him. And that's why he still radiates around those same people. I can feel, I can feel that same exact feeling with music. Exact same. It would be the exact same thing. Like, I don't know like how my, my style of playing, like I still, I still have that '90s flair about me, and it's sort of like moving moving on around me. And I've sort of got to change and adapt. Like I learned today that I've got to figure out a way to play some new songs, or I'm going to lose people. Like I don't know. I finished. I don't know if you were gone already, but I did a whole set tonight of just all Pink Floyd because of one table. Wrote a request on a napkin. Wish you were here, Pink Floyd. I played it. Biggest response I got all night. So I just kept playing Pink Floyd because I got really, no really response like this. Did you heard the shit I had to do early on, man? It was all like like number one hits, and I hate that kind of music. But it was all fucking. Number one hits, man. Sweet Home Alabama. Fucking Garth Brooks. Whatever the fuck it was. Kept sending a little girl up there to ask me a different country guy. Do you know this country person? Jake, Luke. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I went any high of these guys school with names. him. 
<laughs> yeah, they'll always say, do you know, uh, <laughs> insert country bro guy here, you know, bro country artist number four, five, three, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, he, he grew up, he grew up just town over from me. Yeah. My cousin went to high school with him. Yeah. You, here's a picture of my cousin. <laughs> a song, song about a dirt road and a tailgate. Yeah. You know that song about, about that light and some moonshine. I'm gonna make I... that a bit. I'm gonna make that a bit. It was like when somebody comes up and is a is a. Uh, you know anything about blah blah blah? I'll be like, is that the guy that sings the song about the dirt road and the truck? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the dude that sings a song about the tailgate and the, and the girl in the in the short shorts? Is that the same guy? <laughs> I guarantee you the answer will always be yes. You know what song I'm talking about? Yeah, that one. <laughs> dude, that would be so good. Do <laughs> you know any? This one girl, uh, Brent something, she kept asking for some Brent something, and I didn't know, I didn't know who it was, and she was like, you, you mean Brent Michaels? She had Brent Michaels or something like that. Yeah, was it Brent Michaels? Uh, God, Brent Michaels was lead singer Poison. Right, what did the first part it was on of Rock Pamela Anderson. No, that was um. Who was that? Tommy Lee. No, pre. Was, t- was <laughs> Brett Michaels before Tommy yeah, Lee? Yeah. Get on in there, Brett Michaels. Rock of Love, VH1. You remember that shit? It wasn't as impressive. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's, there's nothing that could be said about that other than, and we all know. It's like, oops, I'm knocking you We all the counter. know. It's like, it's like Tommy Lee. Whoa, uh, Tom, watch the, out, man. You're going to. After that came out, after that one came out, it was like, (laughs) (laughs) no wonder nobody remembers the Brett Michaels video. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I'm not surprised I didn't know that. (laughs) Are you? (laughs) Okay. I mean, Jesus Christ. Man. The first, the first celebrity sex tape. That was the first one, wasn't it? Kind of, I mean, there was the Brett Michaels, but no one remembers yeah. that. <laughs> That's so true, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one wasn't near as much fun. The sequel was way better. It's like Major League 2. Hey, would that be since Pamela was in both? Would that would be the first sequel that was better than the prequel? Dude, that's the new <laughs> joke right there. It's like, man, th- th- that's going to be added to the list. Like, there's very few sequels that are much better than the original. Like, I mean, Major League Two wasn't that much better, but it held its own. But let me tell you, man, that Pamela Anderson sex tape <laughs> part two <laughs> was the one. <laughs> Oh my god. Terminator so 2. Oh, fantastic. Man, a friend of mine, and I'm not going to name any names, but a friend of mine was just like, <laughs> he was all into that kind of shit in high school, and somehow he had 
he got he got a hold of the Pamela Anderson one, and the government later allowed him to fly Blackhawks. And I don't even know what to think about this. You know what, man? It's it's funny how those things work out. Birds of a feather, right? Birds of a feather, right? This dude was the porn connect, and he later flew Blackhawks. Wonder if that's if if they uh, infiltrate you that way. If they like find out you're good with computers, or you figure out how to hack into shit, or you figure out how to do stuff like that. If you're like, oh, we might better give this guy a job. <laughs> we might better give this guy some dollars and occupation. For some reason, I just turned into Tom Waits again. This guy. Oh, did have a friend who told me. Okay. This kid graduated like super high engineering. Was he going to name names? Who wound up getting a job with Boeing in computer programming, like super high up. He was part of like, I think it was like the Triton Project or something, he said. I don't know. And what they did, he had like certain level of clearance. He wore a flight suit to work every day. And he worked computers. And. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. What was the fuck was that? It's, I, I just. Uh, turn him, turn the monitor on. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. You know who you're selling now. And. What he did was. Did like. Uh, <laughs> super weird. Worked on this like project <laughs> to do like sub-scouting and he said that like the government totally scanned uh, oh video games yeah oh one million percent and like sought out like the creme de la creme absolutely why wouldn't you to run like good kill kind of shit good kill I was just about to say that I mean why wouldn't you here's the thing for those of you, if if uh, I don't know, we we may have recorded another one a while back and referenced this. Good Kill is a movie in which there are high paid military. Uh, I mean, high paid military people who are going to this fucking storage unit storage container in like outside of Las Vegas basically and picking off dozens of fucking people at a time from a drone from a drone like that just constantly stays in the air like it'll stay in the air for X amount of hours and they can pick off whoever the fuck they want to pick off from halfway across the fucking world they don't have to look these people in the eye they get to kill literally dozens of fucking people in an entire complex full of uh, full of fucking infidel, and then they have to pick up milk on the fucking way home to their families and lead normal fucking lives. So one million percent, the the government will be scouting video game like they, they, they definitely scout through video games. To find people who can do shit like that because that's what war is going to now. Like everything's like nobody's fighting the war face to face. That ain't that ain't modern warfare. 
and I ain't talking about the video games. I'm talking about like modern warfare is drone strikes and uh, planes are obsolete. Everything's digital. Everything's digital. See, here's the thing: how much one of them drones cost? Let's see here. Ooh, a lot. Let's see. But like a manned plane is absolutely as a platform. In a lot of ways, it's obsolete. Like man resists to get out of the platform because he wants to be part of it. But all a plane is is a way to send ordnance. So unless you're like just scouting, which a drone can also do, those fucking things cost thirty thousand dollars per flight hour. Which I mean, more than enough in the United States. Why do you pay taxes then? Oh, got the Federal Reserve, baby. That's why we got the Federal Reserve, man. Yeah. It is. It's the reason why we have Federal Reserve. Endless line of credit. No, so we don't run into the ground. We're good. <clears throat> you see that? That number over there? Mm-mm. I can't see that far. The U.S. debt clock? I think it's... No. That's the U.S. debt clock. I have no clue. The U.S. Tell. national debt. Mm-mm. Average debt, average debt per citizen, $64,000. No, my business. Huh? Let's see, and the average debt per citizen, I'm doing better than that, There's man. more debt for student loan than there is property. The U.S. But, trade deficit hey. is $389 trillion. Two hundred and forty-nine billion. You're trying to avoid billion trillion. I mean, the subject. Subject of what? Dallas natives, Dennis Rodman, Dallas who should natives, deserve. Rodman. Here's the thing, Dennis Rodman. Absolutely, he deserves. Grew up the, in Dallas. Man needs a Nobel Peace Prize. He he deserves a Nobel Peace Prize if. The, the situation is resolved. We won't, resolved we won't have to spend as much money on troops. He'll cut the he'll cut the cost of the uh, national debt. Dennis Rodman. Oh, bro, you want to cut the national debt? Legalize weed. Dennis Rodman. Nobel Peace Prize. This ad is paid for by me. Dennis Rodman advocate. There's a picture for the ages. I can't see. Oh, you can see that. No. Oh, they're not. But see, look, Donald Trump's a tall guy, right? He's supposed to be. Kim Jong Un ain't that much shorter than Donald Trump there. I bet he's wearing stacks. Probably. 
I heard he got uh, a 20 on an 18 round hole of golf. I don't speak that kind of language. Uh, Jesus, fuck, get this fucking thing out of here. I hate computers. I don't speak your... <laughs> I don't speak your booga booga language. <laughs> what was that on? <laughs> it was his Chappelle show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Dave Chappelle's the funniest human ever, I think. I've been watching... Okay, okay, so... Um, this is... some. Uh, I'm going to have to listen through this thing several times. I don't even know if we could release it. This is hilarious, though. This this probably needs to... needs to. The world needs to hear this. I've been watching a lot of fucking Norm MacDonald. You ever watch Norm MacDonald? You ever fuck with Norm MacDonald at all? The old uh, SNL dude. Yeah, the old Weekend Update guy. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I've been watching so many Norm MacDonald videos lately that my th- he's narrating my thoughts. Like, everything that I think is like Norm MacDonald sitting there going, oh, so, so you think like that, huh? <laughs> it's like, it, it, everything that I'm saying is like, you know, all my thoughts are narrated by Norm MacDonald. And I don't know, we were talking about Dave Chappelle and all that shit, but Dave Chappelle talked about Norm MacDonald, like, he is totally crazy. He won't drive, he's scared of fucking cars, he's really weird about shit like that. He's like I heard Tracy Morgan is too. Dude, Tracy Morgan's a weird motherfucker. They they they, they there's something that Tracy Morgan's got going on that, uh, that none of them will talk about. Oh, did you Let's see? Tracy Morgan was in a coma for a while. He got like plowed by oh, <laughs> like a Walmart eighteen wheeler. I'm not laughing. Did you not know that either? Tracy Morgan is like super fucked or was he just made a comeback I heard he's afraid of cars too actor comedian Tracy Morgan is in critical condition after a deadly car crash on the New Jersey turnpike over the weekend oh wow Morgan's publicist says the former 30 rock star in is Dallas following Sunday surgery at Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital Look at that in New Brunswick, shit. New Jersey where he's being treated for broken ribs a broken nose and leg. Around 1 a.m. Saturday, Morgan was riding in a limo van after performing at a casino in Delaware. State police say Morgan's vehicle was struck from behind by a Walmart tractor trailer that failed to observe slow-moving traffic. The impact flipped Morgan's vehicle on its side, killing one person and injuring several others. Oh, All man. All I know is I saw traffic, and uh, I stopped, and... Uh, I was upside down. Morgan's friend and fellow comedian James McNair, known as Jimmy Mac, died in the crash. Devastated. We're devastated, James. I love you. Police arrested 35-year-old Kevin Roper, a Walmart employee and driver of the tractor trailer, charging him with one count of death by auto and four counts of assault by auto. Well, that's the definition of a bad fucking day. Statement on the tragedy saying in part... We are profoundly sorry that one of our trucks was involved. If it's determined that our truck caused the accident, Walmart will take full responsibility. On Sunday, Tracy Morgan's publicist noted his recovery would be a long one. Now, Morgan's rep tells us that he did have surgery on his broken leg. He also broke his nose. He's got broken ribs. What was the driver's name? Several more weeks. 
Let's look Police up what happened. 35-year-old Kevin Roper. Kevin Roper. I'm curious about this. How much did Walmart have Kevin Roper's back? The Walmart truck driver, Chase Morgan. Kevin Roper, the Walmart truck driver, hit limo van, Tracy Morgan. If Roper successfully completes... Oh, shit. Everything changed. Oh. The 300 hours of community service, all charges will be dismissed, and he will be... He will avoid trial... For the crash that killed comedian James McNair and severely injured Morgan, Roper had no record. <clears throat> he had no record prior to the accident and was eligible for the non-persecution diversion program as a first-time offender. You're driving an eighteen-wheeler. I mean, you're driving like a train. You're, you're driving a missile. I mean, you are like a, you're driving a fucking rocket. Like a car weighs like two, three thousand pounds. That weighs I mean, like ninety. How fast does a rocket go? No, way, like, way fast. Like, way, way, way fast. But still, I mean... But you're driving you, something the same speed that weighs, like, 30 times. That would be, like... Imagine the giant that would be... That weighed 30 times more than you. Walmart driver was awake more than 28 hours before Tracy Morgan crash. Uh -oh. The interstate is a dangerous place. McNair's family and Morgan sued Walmart. Both lawsuits were settled. Duh. Walmart's ghetto. Walmart's got bread like train smoke. Bro, do you know the do you know the policy at Walmart that every employee Walmart and any sales at Walmart has the. Uh, they have the permission to give you $500 worth savings at any given time because it's cheaper for them to give you that $500 worth savings than to lose you as a customer. No, they can. Charlie Gray found that out one time, and I ain't never met nobody in my life that can haggle like that fucking son of a bitch. Great bird. <laughs> I'm serious. You ever, you you want to you want to you want to see somebody fucking haggle? Charlie. And he knows he, he, he knows it. I love I love Charlie Gray. He's my fucking brother. Check this out. That motherfucker. You go to go to go to Best Buy with that son of a bitch on Black Friday or something like that. He will walk out with all kinds of shit for cheap AF. This is quite amazing. Damn Walmart driver. That's fucked up, man. Let's see. Walmart Tracy Morgan settlement. I want to see how much they gave him. We need a young Jamie. We need a young Jamie. It'd be like, Jamie, how much did Tracy Morgan get? Is that public knowledge? It couldn't be nearly like. I'm sure it's Freedom Information Act. If it was settled in the courts, it has to be. Freedom of Information Act. Walmart reimbursed by who and how much? 
XL insurance they reimbursed. Reimbursed. Well, where's the fucking dollar amounts? Ten million dollars from Walmart in the settlement. Yeah, it looks like nothing. That's nothing. They make that in Surfside in like a couple months. Well, that would be nothing compared to like he was in a coma and out of work for you know, it was a good amount of time and I remember when I read about it I was thought that he would have made more than that in that amount of time. You know? Working like thirty rock in the different shows. Yeah. Projects that he did have going on in like a year and a half or two years that he was like laid up. He would have made more than ten million. Like Walmart got off like super cheap. Yeah, that's a that's a weird way to look at it, but they did. Considering, wonder wonder how much Chris Rock's mama got from Cracker Barrel. Nothing. Gift certificate. <laughs> <laughs> you are happy with our services go around we welcome you to come back for five hundred dollars worth <laughs> oh my god oh shit alright yeah fun stories let's sign off we got two hours and two minutes of content this is probably going to be cut to under an hour <laughs> Uh, fuck it. Maybe not. I don't even know. Either way, roll tide. Fuck them. All right. So congratulations if you made it this far. Um, I just re-listened to that whole thing, and I'm going to post it. So, yeah, I'm not editing it. I could go in and take out little blank spaces and here and there and whatnot. But... I'm going to release it like it is in uh, in true fashion, hopefully to one day uh, spruce up my talking abilities a little bit more. So there's that. It is right now 1.32 a.m. And uh, <laughs> I've already recorded a podcast today. Listen to this one in its entirety. And now, yeah, there's going to be no more work done to it except for music and the intro. Shit, I still haven't done the intro. All right, let me go do the intro now. I hope that uh, you enjoyed parts of this. And if you didn't, I'm sorry. But if you didn't, you're probably not hearing this part. So to hell with those folks. All right, love you. Mean it. Peace, bitches.